and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart, and you're listening to our show, What to Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What to Be is a program provided by Your Future is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak to Tom Ralston, who's a concrete artist, singer, and songwriter. Hi, Tom. Hello, Patrick. Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you very much for being a guest. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tom, do you mind briefly describing your career journey for us? Uh, not at all. I first start with my birth was on Westcliff Drive at the Sisters Hospital, which used to be located across the, from where the Dream Inn is. It's now a parking lot. And I started surfing, oh, I don't know, 1962. Got my first uh, ride out there with uh, Mike Puget, whose father used to own Libert and Puget's. A clothing store on the Pacific Garden Mall uh, when it was a two-way street. And my father was a concrete contractor, and my grandfather was a concrete contractor. And I all I wanted to do was surf, and my dad said when I was like 14, I'm not going to have any beach bum live in my house. <laughs> so he drugged me into the concrete world, and I hated it with a passion. Uh, in fact, so much so that Eventually, I ended up going to, I went to graduate from Santa Cruz High, went to uh, Cabrillo College, and then uh, went to UCSC and graduated there. And one of the primary motivations was so I wouldn't have to be a concrete contractor. (laughs) So I um, went off to Kauai, and I had graduated in 73, and went off to Kauai in 78. And uh, I was trying to find my way, and I wanted to just surf and sail, which I did a whole ton of in Kauai, living there for three and a half years. I had uh, I met a, a local girl over there and had a few children, just surf, surf, surf. But to support myself, I waited tables and did concrete work on the side because my dad had trained me in that field uh, somewhat as much as I wanted to pay attention. And so I, I surfed and uh, did concrete work and then got into the construction trade and built a lot of homes and some condominiums in Princeville on Kauai. I might mention that my grandmother, my dad was a, a trumpet player in high school and his stepmother was an opera singer. So my dad, my step-grandmother and my mom loved music, so they... I was steeped in music as a, as a child, and uh, I was also very, I, graduate, uh, I gravitated to poetry, and in second grade, uh, wrote this poem in Holy Cross, where I went for seven years in uh, my grammar school. Uh, anyway, I graduated from UCSC in 73, uh, stayed around Santa Cruz and worked uh, for my father in concrete, and I, like I said, I really didn't like it at all. So I took off in 78, went to Kauai, came back in 83, right before Hurricane Niki, 
and then um, uh, started working for my father. And he wanted to retire in uh, 77, and he did. And the business basically went dormant. I was having some issues with substance abuse. So I uh, just let it, the company just went dormant and I started working for other people and landscaping, but I ended up just doing concrete work for them. And I was like their go-to concrete guy. So pretty soon they were using me as, they they, uh, extended their uh, services into concrete because I was on board. Anyway, I got sober in 19... I'm skipping ahead, but 1987, I got sober. Yeah, good for you, and, man. Thank you. A clean and sober, and it was the most important thing I could have ever done in my life. And I always, um, I like to mention this because I love communicating my sobriety to anybody who wants to take that path. And it's, you know, my experience and my strength and my, my hope, I love to share that and hopefully inspire other people. So that's why I mentioned that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so anyway, my dad retired. I got sober. Uh, The business was dormant. And George Al, who's a great member of our community, had a beautiful home going up that was being refurbished. It was a, a Victorian and he had the historical society involved. And his contractor, my dad had worked for Joel Hersel, and he asked if I'd like to be involved. Well, uh, I, I started doing concrete work because I was tired of working for somebody else. I said, well, if I'm going to work for somebody else, I might as well just do it myself. And still not thinking I wanted to do this at all. It was just a way to um, make money and support myself. And so contractor Joel Herschel asked if I'd like to be involved. And my dad said, would you like to do this? And I was working under my dad's contractor's license uh, at the, in the beginning. And so I said, sure. Well, something happened to me. When I started working for Joel and George Al and on my own, they had this project that was very kind of artistically bent. And I was just so fascinated at that point, realizing that concrete is a malleable material and you can do things with it that were quite artistic. And and I didn't consider myself to be an artist at that time at all, because I really thought that artistry was, you know, painting and I, I couldn't paint to save my life. So... I didn't know that I had that inclination. Well, anyway, I got very enthused and encouraged. And from that point on, George Al had me do these commercial projects for him. And it really started my company. I went from three people to 15 people in around 1990. 1990. And it started in 89. And I got my... my, uh, I should say I started with my own contractor's license in 89, worked for George Al, and I was so sparked and it was, the artistic bent was so in me and I really didn't know what was happening. It was just kind of unfolding. Like I said, I did not think I was an artist. And then around 1999, I think, maybe 2000, I did this project for a retired art professor 
And I had gotten into all these different artistic things and so much so, I was so passionate about it that I, I uh, was, I joined the American Society of Concrete Contractors. And along the way, I met this uh, speaker who spoke for doing these decorative presentations for concrete, Bob Harris. And he asked me, he said, you know, you're a pretty good communicator and you really love this concrete and the artistic directions you can take it. You should speak. And so he invited me to speak at, um, down in uh, Texas. So that was, I believe it was around 1996. So I started speaking there, got into the American Society of Concrete Contractors, started speaking there. And that was taking hold. And I was learning how to manage this company, which expanded to 75 uh, people around 2000. And uh, I had some significant problems after which when we uh, we went into the, the big dot-com bubble burst and I had this project with 25 employees on it and that project couldn't get their water rights. So there I was stuck with all these employees and I just started pummeling and bleeding, you know, downward and bleeding cash like it was nobody's business. And in 2004, around that time, it was very stressful in my home life. And my wife filed for a divorce and my company was upside down. And it was just a really terrible time. And, you know, like I said, I had written poetry when I was in second grade. And I had kind of a bent for that passion, just a side passion. And so I had been doing these artistic projects. I was upside down. My company was going nowhere fast. And I had to, uh, you know, surround all these creditors that I had money to and put everything on hold. And I was so distraught and upset by this divorce and what I was going through with my company. It all hit me at once that, you know, I, I turned to music with Patty Dameron, who was a good friend of mine, you know, behest. She said, you should really, you know, you, I, see, I hear you tinkling on piano and some of it's kind of really interesting. You should really explore that. And I know you can't sleep. You've got this insomnia. So maybe when you are up at night, you could put your headphones on and I'll give you this keyboard. And lo and behold, when she did that, these songs just started pouring out of me. The lyrics, uh, uh, I could write them fairly quickly. And I, I wrote my first song, uh, Take Me Back. And then I wrote In the Know. I wrote all these songs that, you know, I'm on my third CD now. So things are going in tandem. My company is getting back. I'm starting to, it, it, by the way, it took me, and then we hit the recession, 2007, December, and then, you know, more turmoil, more chaos. And it took me from when I surrounded all my creditors uh, a full 10 years to pay everything back. And by 2015, I was seeing daylight again. So I was really, you know, tenacious. I didn't want to not pay anybody. I, I was born and raised here. My dad raised me to, to be honest, to be trustworthy. 
and to, you know, pay my debts. And so I did all of that. And meanwhile, I uh, started getting more and more musicians. And in 2015, I had a concert at the Kumba with 14 musicians. And I had, it was, there were so many musicians, the Kumba stage was so small, I had to build a stage extension. <laughs> That's awesome. To, uh, yeah, and then, then I went to the Rio and befriended Lawrence Bedford, who owns the Rio and became a board member of the of the Kumba and really immersed myself and I have these 14 musicians I've had them for seven years now and they've become such good friends and music no matter how stressful the concrete business can be which it is decorative concrete is one of the most stressful businesses and when you get to this level of where I'm at where you go all around the Bay Area We've done work in Aruba. We've done work in New York, in Panama, you know, Georgia, Atlanta, Arizona. We've done work all over and we do work around the Bay Area. And we're working with a perishable product, concrete. And you have to have all your ducks in a row to make it happen. And when they get more artistic, uh, it gets more complicated and it's really hard to describe that art to even your closest employees because it's anyway it, it's I am an artist and I have these visions and so I have to be on all these jobs and so I'm hopping around like the whirling dervish and for example we just recently did the uh, Chinatown monument on front street behind Trader Joe's and that was a vision that I had and incorporated all these different subs like the wonderful Kathleen Crosetti, who did the, the Mosaic Dragon, and Sean Monahan of the Bronze Work, who did the, the Bronze Lanterns and the Bronze Plaques, and Tony Armour of Day One Solar, who did the Solar Work. And we just had this team, and we're building this during the fires. I have photos of that monument during construction being enveloped by orange smoke. And oh, so, wow. you know, I it's just so after seeing the, what the damage did up in, because people would call me and say, can you look at our foundation? Well, the homes were just raised. There was nothing. And seeing those really inspired me to write that song, Bonnie Dune Strong, about the renegade firefighters. And so that was written pretty quickly too. But, you know, all these people that came together on this artistic project, I, I kind of segued into the, into the body doing strong from the orange smoke and the devastation that occurred. So, you know, it's so wonderful to be now this artisan that has the ability to contribute to the community, the ability to support 20 people continuously in my company and the ability to give because as you know, uh, we've talked enough, Patrick, to know that it's in giving uh, that you receive. And the more I let go and just know that's my platform to work from, the more great things happen. It seems so, like your, your life is being surrounded by great things these days with all the great work you're doing out there for the community. Thank you. And, and it, it, it was born through a, kind of a living hell in, in certain ways, but you know, the, the, at the darkest hour comes the brightest light and the light keeps shining. And I'm, 
I'm so grateful to all for this community. I mean, I woke up this morning and went out and I go, it's foggy. And I used to hate it as a surfer, but now I welcome it. When you're working in San Jose and Woodside and you're driving through 100 degree weather, even in Scotts Valley, and all of a sudden you come over the ridge and there's that fog bank. It's like the big free coolerator. You're like, ah. (laughs) Does the fog get in the way of the concrete uh, work at no, all? No, it's, it's fog is concrete's best friend. It okay. divides us so much time. Yeah. Okay. Tom, you're, I, I love your story. Thank you so much for sharing, for sharing it. And it is very inspirational. Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much and for I'm, having me on. And I, yeah. And how nice that is that you were able to be able to express yourself, you know, to find that you can express yourself creatively in, in concrete work you know, that you didn't previously know that you were going to be able to do that. Yeah, it, it, it's such a blessing. And what a blessing in disguise. Who ever thunk it? I hated concrete. I mean, I'm cleaning forms, you know, 15 years old uh, near Westcliff Drive, looking at the waves at lunch going, they're perfect. What am I doing? You know, just hated it. Yeah. But anyway, well, I, I think, and, and I think, you know, because of that, the lifetime, uh, lifestyle choice that you made, it made all this possible, right? Everything that you have today. Absolutely. That's the, that's the key. That's my foundation. That's my springboard. Without my sobriety, uh, I have nothing. It all goes in the tubes, including probably my life. Because I was doing some really serious drugs, heavy drugs, heavy alcohol, and just lost completely yeah. lost in incomprehensible demoralization. I actually, I hated myself. And uh, so, I mean, wow, what a, what a turnaround, what a gift, what a blessing. Well, I'm very happy for you that you found your, the right path that you're, you know, your path that you're on. Thank you. And it seems like the right one. And yeah, the dragon that um, all the concrete work that you mentioned by Trader Joe's, it's, mm-hmm. it's gorgeous. Thank you. Tell me that some of those tiles are like translucent and there's foil behind them. And there, yeah, it, there's foil sunset. behind them. So they just burst out reflect, with re- refracted light through each tile. Kathleen Crosetti is, uh, is a very talented genius artist, as is Sean Monaghan. Uh, Tony Armour, too. He has solar day one solar, but he's also an artist and a beekeeper. And we had... Michael Cochran from Moonchild Cabinetry helped me build these uh, really complicated forms. He's an artist and a musician, and I want to make sure I mention him. And Leslie Keaty of Parks and Rec, Don Genesee of the uh, Barry Swenson. These people are all just stellar, talented people, and we have so many of these types in Santa Cruz. What could be, where could be a better place? Agreed. And, and thank you so much for sharing your new music video with me. A great song and, you know, powerful video, you know, dedicated to, like, as you mentioned, the, you know, the people fighting the fires. The renegades, the, reneg- yes. the ragtag renegades, as they, they're called. So, yeah, that'll be out public in a couple of weeks. And I'm looking forward to that. We just have to uh, cover all our bases before we launch the video. And I'm really excited about that. It still just gives me goosebumps. And then with things opening up, hopefully, you know, I heard that the Rio, I think we were talking about the Rio's opening back up. Um, Hopefully, you know, the community can come out and support and see a show. I would love that. And that, that would be, I mean, there's nothing better than to share music with people and, and have that 
reciprocating love and emotion and good feelings and smiles and tears and, you know, all of it. I like in my songs anyway to cover the gamut of emotions and I'm still learning that craft, you know. I'm I'm certainly not a, a pro. I just uh, really just love it so much. I just keep doing it. Thanks for sharing that, Tom. For all those who are just tuning in, you're listening to The What To Be Show on KSQD Santa Cruz 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and I'm speaking with Tom Ralston, who's a concrete artist, singer, and songwriter. Tom, your concrete company's grown quite big. Do you mind sharing with us what your what what does your day look like? You know, like your day or work look like? Well, I don't know that anybody uh, other than a whirling dervish would want to hear what I do. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's really uh, kind of. I lost three key employees in 2020. One uh, was COVID. He's he's fine, but it was COVID related. One was uh, leukemia. And one was knee surgery. And these were my top people. So my day, I have uh, wonderful employees. I just tip my hat to Holly Christensen, my my right-hand woman and partner, Rachel Chatham, Manuel Perez, and Jennifer Carr. These four people keep me floating. And we're doing lots by phone and, you know, off internet. Uh, but my day starts out at, you know, 5.15. I'm in the office around between 6 and 6.30. It was 5.45, but Manuel's taken over some of those responsibilities. So I do. I get there every day. It's a 12-hour day. I usually have about six or seven jobs going around the Bay Area, and I run from job to job to job to job because I don't have a project manager. Then I come back and schedule and look at the leads that we get for people calling for new work. On Monday, we had 22 new leads. And so I'm the one that deals with those two. And then, you know, I have about 135 emails in my in my fold right now that I have to get back to. So I need my support around me to help. I'll do the leads uh, remotely and sometimes and just say, well, let's tell this client, this is where we would go. And I do consulting and blah, blah, blah. So it's my day is, is just a whirlwind of activity. And it goes so fast, Patrick, my day is like snap, snap, done. You know, I, I get up every morning at about, well, now it's about five, uh, 10. And I do meditation 20 minutes. And then I 20 minutes of this uh, Kaiyut yoga and then I go to work. It centers me. It, uh, I don't leave the meditation until I'm smiling and just saying, wow, you, you have such, so many gifts in life. And, you know, I'm just grateful. And just being grateful is such an anecdote to all these. Absolutely. And what a beautiful way to start the day with a meditation and reflection. Yeah. Do you want to talk about some of your more favorite projects that you've worked on or are currently working on? Sure. I have so many. I mean, there's got to be a top dozen. I, I, I've written two books and my third book is going to be like a coffee table book, spotlighting some of, uh, showcasing some of my, some of the, the work. And it's, I shouldn't say my, it's our, because I, I cannot pour concrete. My back blew out. I had an operation. So I have a team of talented, talented craftsmen who love artistic concrete, who love doing 
great work and who love putting smiles on our clients' faces. So, you know, I think the, right off the top, you know, the, uh, the roundabout where we uh, made dolphins and had to crane in, we made dolphins in our yard, uh, the baby dolphins, mama dolphins, papa dolphins, papa dolphins with abalone eyes that I carved and put in there, weighed about a thousand pounds. So we needed a king crane to load those up and then pour around them. And then the rock formation that we did on those mounds down by the wharf at the mouth of the wharf uh, were just unbelievable. They're kind of imitating big sand dunes that were acid stained in various ways and had glass and uh, seashells and things of that nature placed in there along, as well as acid washing, staining them. And then, you know, the monuments that I've done for people, the three prints plaque out by the lighthouse where I uh, had this spire similar to the lighthouse uh, built. And then Sean Monahan put in his islands uh, in, in a plaque talking about uh, the three prince, princes that came over and served in 1885. And it's just a gorgeous little monument, but it's for the public. And, and uh, so these are some of the more special projects. The, the stairway down by the surfer statue that we built, and we made this big landing for people that are my age to get up more easily and make it safer to go out and to come in on that. The cow stepping stones that are down the way from the St. Joseph Oblates where kids you know, jump over each stone. And they just recently, as recent as two weeks ago, put in these little frames where you can get your photograph shot with the wharf in the background oh, or Monterey really cool. in the background. I've, I've yeah. seen those frames around the county. Yeah. Okay. And so they recently did that. And then you jump down to the uh, roundabout, which I just described. And then you go over to George Owls, or I should say Chinatown's monument. And that was so special and near and dear to me. My, grand, my great-grandmother worked in Chinatown from 1902, uh, from 1900 to 1902, just coming out of uh, Italy near Florence, uh, actually near Lucca, walled city. And her little city, Monte Carlo, was a little walled city, a little tiny place, pretty much like the size of uh, uh, the Capitol Esplanade with the church as big as Holy Cross in wow. the center of it, you know, and that's, uh, so those monuments. And then we did a monument for Bill Simpkins out at the Holy Cross Cemetery to, to memorialize all the people that when Holy Cross Church was built, they got exhumed and put in the back of wagons for these Native Americans and Hispanics and Mexicans and people that were indigenous, they got just exhumed and put in tobacco wagons and they just got buried in this plot out at, off of the Capitola Road Extension. And so I got to build these monuments with all of these names of people uh, because the Catholics kept good records uh, on these uh, plaques and uh, was allowed to so I feel that's a gift when people ask me to do these projects. It's such a gift because it contributes to the community and it also just allows this passion within me to stir, which is so joyous and so invigorating to do. So those are a few of the projects. Yeah, and it just must 
feel really good too to have people come to you with these massive projects because you're so trusted and respected in our community. And thank you, Tom. I just want to thank you again so much for taking the time to do this interview. The only thing is, I wish I had more time because I have about a million <laughs> questions I want to ask you. Well, um, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful uh, pleasure, and this in and of itself is is just a, a more testimony of of the gifts that I have in my life and that people like you are asking me to to speak out to the community through your K-Squid radio station. It's, it's, it's a gift and a blessing, so thank you. Well, you're very welcome. And again, it's been an honor speaking with you, Tom. And, and thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What To Be, with today's guest, Tom Ralston, who's a concrete artist, singer, and songwriter. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can find us on major podcast platforms like Spotify. And please visit our website at yfiob.org for more information about your future as our business. Thank you very much and see you next time.